Hello and welcome to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we're back to talk about chapter 15, which was a Shai Halud-sized chapter. A real uh, chonky boy, as it's it were. It's chonky boy. We meet a chapter. chonky boy yeah. this, this chapter. Because we had so little last chapter. It was <laughs> literally a page and a half. This week, a novella. Yes. <laughs> now, um, yeah, so we're going to start with, uh, because it's such a a uh, big honkin' chapter, we get a big honkin' epigraph from Princess Irulan, so I'm going to take that. All right. Yes. Uh, and here we go. My father, the Padishah Emperor, took me by the hand one day, and I sensed in the ways my mother had taught me that he was disturbed. He led me down the hall of portraits to the ego-likeness of the Duke Leto Atreides. I marked the strong resemblance between them, my father and this man in the portrait, both with thin, elegant faces and sharp features dominated by cold eyes. Princess daughter, my father said, I would that you'd been older when it came time for this man to choose a woman. My father was 71 at the time and looking no older than the man in the portrait, and I was but 14, yet I remember deducing in that instant that my father secretly wished the duke had been his son and disliked the political necessities that made them enemies. From In My Father's House by the Princess Irulan. So, hmm, a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, the emperor is hella old. <laughs> um, are we implying that Duke Leto is 71 as well here? No, I'm imagining that it was just, he was well probably preserved. just, he's probably just wishing that like when Leto was 35, Arulan mm -hmm. had been, I don't know, 18. Right. I mean, cause I don't know what, at what point, well, if she's the same age as Paul, mm. then Okay, then you were wishing she'd been born then. That's not older. That's born. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a woman, again. Also, it's Choose not... Choose a woman. And, I mean, to be very technical, he hasn't, since that's his whole purpose in staying single. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, and I love this, like, oh, I really hate that we have to be enemies. Yeah, you're plotting to kill his entire family. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't really buy it, dude. Hmm. I don't know how much I, I, I how much I believe you. Um, so one thing that sticks out to me in this, the strong resemblance between them. So we know the Bene Gesserit have their breeding program. Do you think that they are actually related? Uh, I think it could be if that they are pretty far back, or it could just be that that's you know sort of a a, a royal look, like they mm -hmm. just have a similar kind of look. I'm sure, I'm sure I could look that up and see if they actually are, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> yes, why there's too much. Why spoil the surprise? <laughs> there's too much this episode. Right, yeah, we do. We do have enough going on to really be focusing on um, these small details, but it did stick out to me. And um, mm -hmm. I, f I think it's interesting. It would be interesting if they are related. I mean, I'm sure they kind of all are. Yeah. I yeah, mean... I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of ties between all of the, the houses. There has to be. Yeah, because there's not that many. Yeah. And, and those that's... wily Bene Gesserits <laughs> got their fingers in all the pies. 
I mean, I guess that kind of does speak to why the emperor is so very frustrated about his lack of heirs, because he clearly mm-hmm. waited until he was like in his late fifties to yes. have children, and then just all them girls. Right. It's a real pride and prejudice. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I hear Arrakis has been let at last. <laughs> uh yes amazing uh but yeah so this this week we're gonna learn all about more about fremen yeah we're gonna learn about still suits and ecologists you possibly want to know about still suits yes um gurney sings a song uh yeah because he brings his foul set on a trip great thanks and completely inappropriately <laughs> yeah it's very surprising when he pulls that out and is like, who, who wants to hear a song? This is right. not a trip for songs. What? No, no one Paul's does. taking requests, for sure. Yeah, no, Paul's totally into it. He's yeah. delighted, but he's also a kid. and I mean, yeah, <laughs> Paul, he's a little thick. He's going to start requesting like songs Gurney couldn't possibly know, just like <laughs> modern hits. Right. <laughs> I don't know what any of those actually would be, because I don't listen to the radio. I just listen to 80s-themed apple music playlists so yeah I mean, insert joke here same pretty much i mean we <laughs> we watched um always be my maybe on netflix last night and mm-hmm. i was delighted by the variety of 90s songs <laughs> that we heard um we had some d'angelo in that movie which made me very happy oh my yes so, yeah, I mean, if it's anything really made after, like, 1998, I'm kind of at a loss. Um, oh, uh, Old Town Road. Play Old Town Road. That's that's Paul. There's my I joke. Mean, I mean, I know Beyonce, in. and that's, you know, that's about as much as my current music tastes go. I don't know how appropriate it would be for Gurney to cover Beyonce. Oh, uh, it would be highly inappropriate. <laughs> But then when has that ever stopped a white person? This is very true. Right? I mean, there is like this white guy who did a like stripped down acoustic version of uh, No Diggity. And I'm just like, this is not appropriate. Please go home. Also, no one wants that to be stripped down. No, no diggity. I mean, like New Jack Swing is the reason for that song. Like you you listen to it for the New Jack Swing. You yeah, the do not listen to it. The production is part of it. To hear some raspy, like, I smoke camels and I'm here to be a singer voice. Like, that's not, those two things don't go together. Oh, I'm so angry. I'm just oh, getting angry. Like, I please, want Gurney to play No Diggity. Please don't mess with New Jack Swing, guys. <laughs> we'll get very upset. Play No Diggity. Right? Play Pony. This is how we do it. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, strawberry so letter twenty three, this... but the Tevin yeah. Campbell one. Uh, should we talk yes. about this chapter? Yes. We also yeah. meet a new character at last. Yes. Well. Yes. Yeah. No, this is the first time we've met him. I was making. I was trying to remind myself. It's been a long time. I feel. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like what Dune. Dune is a. Th- We're fifteen I, I know about Dune. episodes in. <laughs> yeah. And yet this book continues. And long... we've barely dinged this book. Yes. <laughs> Choices were made. We yeah, made choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we decided. I mean, it was our choice to go chapter yep. by chapter. So, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so we're still we're at this new meeting. It yeah. is the new important meeting, and this time we are meeting Doctor Kynes, mm-hmm. who is uh, 
I think, have we spoiled this already? No, I don't think, I mean, I think we've mentioned him, yeah. But he's he is the Liet that they have mentioned, and the yeah. people have mentioned in the past, that they don't know who that is. It is oh. Dr. Kynes. Yeah, I think we have yeah. spoiled it. I think we have actually. spoiled that, but. I think we actually said, spoiler alert, Liet is Oh, Dr. well, Kynes. there it is. Yeah. Um, he's Max von Sydow yes. from the movie. <laughs> um. He is also the judge of the change. Yes. Yeah, so he's there to make sure that, like, all the proper forms are obeyed when changing from one regime to the next. And he is he is not a fan of <laughs> the Atreides. No. I don't think he's a fan of any of the royal houses, no, really. No, no, no. But, but it's he, yeah. really the first time, I think, that we've encountered someone's uh, point of view who, other than the Harkonnen, who is kind of like, oh, these people mm-hmm. suck. Yeah, and to be fair, like he doesn't know them yet. Yes. Um he only knows like he's seen like the Duke's propaganda. He kind of knows He's not that, a fan. No, and he kind of knows that the Duke is ready to make alliances. Like he's not into Duncan Idaho at all. No, no, <laughs> there is some anti-Duncan sentiment. Yes, strong anti-Duncan sentiment here. <laughs> the, he comes in and meets everyone. Um and he he's kind of suspecting mm-hmm. about Paul Paul the prophecy. Yeah, he's sort of noting a lot of stuff about him, and he he does say that he prided himself on being a scientist to whom legends were merely interesting clues pointing mm-hmm. towards cultural roots. But Paul fits all of these. He's checking all these boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at one point, he. Uh, Thufer asks some questions about these imperial bases that they were talking about before they knew he would know about and he realizes that they must have learned about them from Duncan Idaho <laughs> and he thinks I'll have Stilgar send Idaho's head to this duke yeah like, I was like yikes thought everyone was a big fan of Duncan uh, <laughs> right. nope. and also they can't be surprised that Duncan told like really? come on yeah Maybe he didn't know that Stilgar told Duncan. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, he had to have known that that was going to happen. Yeah, uh, he had to have. So he's wearing a still suit. Um, oh, but he's he's an ecologist, but on Arrakis, they use the old title, which is planetologist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Paul, Paul's very first question, are you a Fremen? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Paul. <laughs> Paul, you just can't ask people if they're Fremen. And he says, you know, that everyone accepts him, but he he is he works for the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. does uh, he though? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. And then we just learn a lot about still suits. Mm. Yes, we do. Well, before that, they kind of come out and, you know, they're they're dressed in in the still suits that Kynes has given them. Um, and, you know, the Duke is trying to say thank you for the gift or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it wasn't really necessary. We easily could have, you know, brought water and Kynes is kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> these water fat idiots or whatever but then paul kind of like is trying to i feel like he's maybe smooth trying to smooth things over and says something about uh um you know the gift is a blessing or something to that effect and it's like 
he unwittingly just says something that's like a, a an actual like proverb of the Lisan al Gaib, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of Fremen that are with uh, Kynes's honor guard. They're all like, oh, oh. yeah, and he's he like, said it. He said cool. the thing. Be cool, guys. Yeah. Stop it. And Kynes is like not having it. He's like, shut up. Zip, uh, zip, zip, zip it. And uh, the Duke also realizes that uh, Kynes has, as it were, gone native. Mm-hmm. That he is saying that he works for the Emperor and that he is an Imperial servant. However, he realizes that the Fremen aren't just with him to check things out. That mm-hmm. he's obviously, like, with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of... He thinks they're very water fat. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um... Which just imagining like, how that must make the Fremen look. Yeah. Because I, I don't, you know, we, we hear, you know, water fat. I don't think any of these people are, you know, what we would consider fat, as it were. Right. But just the fact that they have any amount of moisture <laughs> um, right. that's being saved anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not losing a lot of water weight if you're a, if you're a Fremen. <laughs> right. Just uh, um, out of the palm of your hands. That's it. And there's a lot of, of Kynes' internal monologue, and he does have this moment where he's like, they think they know who's in charge, but they mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, they'll, we'll show them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's he's very much like still wrinkling from Gurney, like telling him how to address the Duke. and Yeah. Yeah. I get the sense that Kynes is like used to having his way. Yes, very much so. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much challenging there is on an average basis with any kind of Fremen leader. I mm-hmm. mean, Stilgar doesn't really get a whole lot of guff from anybody. Right. Um, I mean, there are moments, but it's obviously not the, the regular thing. Um, yeah, but mostly we are just going to learn about still suits, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, are what they wear in... Uh, on Arrakis, uh, Fremen mm-hmm. basically are always wearing them, unless they're like the the Shadow Mapes doesn't wear one when she's at the house because the atmosphere is regulated, mm-hmm. and I don't think they wear them in the in the Setch. Um, right. So, but whenever you were out, you were wearing your still suit, and they do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a whole? There's a whole description. I don't know if we want to read this whole. It's, it's a lot. I mean, yeah. we can just kind of describe what it looks like, basically, or what, how the, how it's described is kind of a, you know, it's like a full body suit and it has like pumps sort of like under the arms that seals in places. There's mm-hmm. like, there is a lot more description. I mean, there's a lot of description, a lot of detail about the still suit. Like they fit over the forehead so I'm imagining some kind of like a hood situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got like the nose things and like, like I imagine like divers, how they have like the mouthpiece. So it's yeah. sort of like that. And, you know, you breathe in through the mouth and out through the nose. And the, they're designed in such a way to like, you know, the pumping action comes from breathing. And it's just to reclaim and recycle all the body's water. <laughs> from all sources yes yeah it is like going to outer space you do everything in it and it all gets processed right uh the the duke has not put his on 
entirely correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kynes explains all of this whilst he's adjusting the Duke still suit. Yeah. Uh, with Gurney hovering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he turns, Kynes turns to help Paul, but Paul has done his perfectly. Yeah. And bom, Kynes, bom, bom. Yeah. Kynes is kind of like, oh, shit, you've worn one of these before. And Paul's like, uh, nope. Just felt right. Yep. And he thinks that that's another part of the legend, which is he shall know your ways as though born to them. Yes. Like all classic mm-hmm. white dude heroes. Yeah, sure. He is. Magical. The last samurai. Although Tom Cruise isn't the last samurai. It's someone else. But still, <laughs> everyone knows where I'm going. He's Harry Potter. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, Daniel Radcliffe would be a great, a great Paul. He's, he's mean... small and compact. Yeah, I have. I really have a thing for Daniel Radcliffe. It's weird. <laughs> Let's move on before I embarrass myself. I'm already like riding high on the w- waves of Jamie Bell, and I just realized today, like I like younger men. <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, so then they all we get up in the the thopter. Mm-hmm. It has gray-green upholstery, which sounds really awful. And Kynes but... is just like, yeah, that's a hideous color. But Kynes is just like, uh, soft. These people are soft. And I'm like, well, they don't <laughs> live in the thopter. Jesus. Well, I mean, he'd probably be just as appalled by their house. So. I know. <laughs> but I mean, come on, guy. You knew, you knew what you were getting into. Also, I mean, it's not as if they don't have, I mean, not necessarily luxurious things, but it's not as if you go down into the set and everyone's just like wearing still suits all the time and like stabbing yeah. each other with Chris knives. Like they <laughs> yes. hang out and they have like spice booze and yeah. orgies. And Lots of orgies going on. You don't see them judging you for it, do you? Everyone's just like having, living their lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so they have a lot of pillows. I feel like Kynes is like way more judgy than I remembered. Re- He's w- very reading this, yeah. Like I remembered him being kind of like, uh, you know, grouchy, but that's not quite to this extent. Um. So the the oh the still suits are made by the Fremen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Duke notes that they do make them in some of the cities, but those are all like knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inferior knockoffs, yeah. yeah. It's like someone's, you know, you take a bus ride to the city <laughs> and you go up to a room and they show you knockoff still suits. Yeah. Uh, so we learn some more about how you you don't lose more than a thimble full of water a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I had a still suit sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I live in a real. very humid area. Uh, so they, they walk around. He's thinking. Oh, they don't walk around. I'm sorry. They are flying around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kynes is still thinking about how water fat they all are. Yeah. I just like that they're riding in the thopter and he's just like, ugh. They're all so water fat. Yeah. These guys. Mm. What are they doing? But he also notices that both Leto and Paul carry daggers in their sleeves and that they're probably pretty good with them. So they're like this weird mix of, mm-hmm. of like, you know, these water fat outsiders but also like hard like hard men that you know know how to defend themselves and know how to fight uh and leto starts like quizzing him about Mm -hmm. you know oh so when you make your report are you gonna say we did everything okay (laughs) and he's like yeah i don't know okay (laughs) yeah he kind of blows it off he's like uh they left and you came so yeah i work for the emperor fine i'll tell him everything went well Uh Mm yeah 
Uh, and That's not good enough for Leto. No, and Paul's just like, Dad, you gotta, you gotta chill. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing too much, and I mean, Leto is clearly trying to like trick him into admitting that he like is secretly like a fremen or works for the, right. with the fremen or whatever. And he starts, uh, Leto starts asking about the spice, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just sort of like, well. I don't know. These are weird questions. And then Leto tries to pull the whole, like, well, I'm the Duke, so... <laughs> Answer them. Answer my questions. Yeah. Uh, and so... <laughs> he just... He calls him a water-soft invader, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, not not to his face. Like, in this is internal monologue. He's... Kynes is very much like, this guy is trying to trick me. Uh, does he think I'm going to, like, go on his side? Because that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, this is when he decides that he really hates uh, the propaganda. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've seen all the propaganda. And Gurney, of course, starts yelling. And uh, Yeah, Gurney's like, just... watch it. And Leto keeps saying, like, well, you know, he had to live with the Harkonnens for a long time. So that's, that's why he's like this. It's like, no, you're also kind of being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're, you're really pushing it. Paul knows that you're pushing it, and Kynes is like, I know what's going on. Yeah. Like, you know, Thufur is subtle, but I, I get it. Yeah. And the Duke's like, well, then can we have the bases? And he's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Just, no one's using them. Yeah. They belong to the Emperor. I don't know. They're not yours. <laughs> uh, and this is when Kynes notes that Arrakis could be an Eden Mm-hmm. But everyone who ru- rules it is always too concerned with this, with mining the spice. Right. And uh, the Duke says, well, how is a planet to become an Eden without money? And Kynes says, what is money if it won't buy the services you need? Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> Which is a good point. Mm-hmm. And the Duke's just like, well, dang. <laughs> and then they start, you know, figuring out. Like, he's like, all right, I'll leave it alone for now. And just fly this, this thopter. Yeah. Meanwhile, Paul's just looking out the window, asking about plants. Yeah. Oh, Paul. Got any plants. Yeah. Uh, the Duke spots a bird from way, way off, and Kynes is very impressed by the Duke's uh, good eyesight. I think he's developing a crush, honestly. <laughs> it's starting, uh, like, against his will. <laughs> Paul voices the idea of stealing water uh, from each other, people stealing water from each other, and mm-hmm. is outraged. And Kynes is kind of like, huh. He also, like, Kynes says, he calls it my climate. It says, my mm-hmm. climate demands a special attitude towards water. Yeah. And the Duke's like, my climate. Like, he lives there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long has he been there? I mean, people stay, you stay in a hotel room for a long weekend and you start calling it, like, home. Like, oh, yeah. my room. Yeah. Oh, it's on my bed. Like, <laughs> I think it's cool that he says my climate. He lives on Arrakis. Yeah, it is his climate. There are times that I think, you know, like the, the Duke is supposed to be so good and so clever, but mm-hmm. it's just so very, oh, I, I see he said that. Like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's like all his questions before, Paul was just sitting there going, it's, Dad, it's too much. It's too much. And he's not, you know, he can't, he doesn't know that. He doesn't have Paul's abilities. Yeah. But it's like, really, I thought you were like, really good at this. <laughs> there is a lot that Paul's getting that his dad is not because Paul has a better ability to, you know, he's got mm-hmm. been a Jesuit training, like he can hear lies in people's voices. So mm-hmm. he knows there's some stuff that, you know, 
he's kind of not being honest about or kind of like evading. Uh, Paul asks if, because we're flying into a sand storm. Mm-hmm. He asks if the sand is, is dangerous. Can it cut metal? And kind of like, well, no, not at this altitude. It's dust. Uh, and now Paul realizes, like, he leans back, which I just like as a detail because he's sort of like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because now he thinks <laughs> that using his abilities and the things that his mother is, what his mother calls registering, he mm-hmm. kind of feels like he knows kinds at this point, like the tone of his voice and how his face works when he talks. Yeah. Uh, we get some more details about kinds, just that he clearly has, he also has a knife in his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a couple pins. Because uh, he's also wearing robes, like they wear robes yeah. over over the still suits, right? Uh, which we get a, a sort of an explanation for some of that, yeah, uh, later yeah. on, which is an interesting one. And then Gurney sings a song, yeah, <laughs> very appropriately. <laughs> uh, Gurney's just, just, like, just a... like, hey, you know what? I I bought my battle set, so which I like that Kynes like turns around and then is like, no, and turns back around. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Who asked for this? <laughs> like, oh, they bring some... instruments interesting questions going out though about like uh about sandworms themselves and paul Mm -hmm. kind of like makes the connection like you know liet says or kind says uh you know they guard the spice because they're talking about like the actual sand har or uh the spice harvesting Mm -hmm. from the sand and how like the worms guard the spice and paul says well are they connected and Kinds is kind of like, uh, this kid, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, like, there's this a point... is the most guarded secret in the universe, and he just blurts it out. Yeah, there's a point where he asks something, and he's just like, this kid keeps asking adult questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does think Aww. that. It's just, it's just like, welcome to Dune. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. <laughs> Uh, so he talks about, they talk about the worms. Uh, mm-hmm. They, he kind of, you know, sidesteps the idea that there's a connection. He says, you know, there might be a connection. There's some sort of chemical, well, we don't know. There's something, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I believe he then says like, oh, I, I wrote a paper. I'll let yeah. you have my paper. Like, <laughs> Very evasive. And the Duke mentions, oh, you can't use shields. And then of course he sneers about shields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and so they have to, the only way you can kill and preserve an entire worm is high voltage electrical shock applied separately to each ring segment. Because yeah. each ring segment how has a life do, of its own. Like, how did they figure that out? Yeah, who's doing that? I mean, like, how do you even capture one to do that? I guess the Fremen have their ways, but. Yeah, they, I mean, wow. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul asks why they haven't just killed all the worms, and he says, well, it's too expensive, mm-hmm. to which Paul, of course, then says, you know, he's not really telling the truth, so there has to be a relationship where if you destroy the worms, you destroy the spice. Mm-hmm. Because as far as anyone really knows in the outside world, the worms are just this nuisance that disrupts the mining. Yeah. Uh, because they are, they're going to see a spice harvester. I don't remember if we mentioned that, but that's why they're going out into the deep desert, and they, you know, there's worms, and they attack these all the time. And so it does kind of seem like the logical step would be to try to eradicate them. But the mm-hmm. fact that they're not even considering it means that, you know, there must be something. Uh, the Duke want, is saying that they're going to set up transmitters for everybody so mm-hmm. that no one has to walk out of the desert. Uh, if something happens to your mode of transportation, you could just press this transmitter. And Kynes is just like, oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, uh, yeah, that's not going to help you. <laughs> You're effed. 
Because he's like, you know, that is a really good idea, but uh, <laughs> there's static electricity from the sandstorms uh, mm-hmm. that mask the signals. The transmitters short out. People have tried this before. Because the rackets is tough on equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if a worm's hunting you, there's not much time. Frequently, you have no more than 15 or 20 minutes. It seems like a lot of time to me. You'd, you'd think, but I mean, yeah. if you're trying to run away from a giant worm. Yeah, fair point, fair point. Um, and he asks his advice, and his advice is never travel alone. <laughs> Very helpful. <laughs> uh, and Gertie says, well, what if you're separated by a storm and, you, you know, you have to land your, your vehicle? You know, what mm-hmm. could you do? Isn't there anything you could do? And Kynes is just like, well, anything covers a lot. Which is <laughs> yeah. the most vague answer. It's great. I laughed. But I yeah, laughed anything. out loud. I guess you could do anything. <laughs> yeah. So his, his, like, more detailed advice is to, or Paul says, well, what would you do? Mm-hmm. What would you personally do? And, and Kynes is like, ah, this kid. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Where is he coming up with this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just want to like sit here it. and be grouchy. Um, and he basically says, you know, it depends on where you are. If you're near rocks, you have more of a chance, you know, hide in the rocks. Or if there weren't rocks, I would run away from my vehicle and, you know, cover myself with my cloak and hope that the sandworm misses me, which seems <laughs> like, oh, Ooh. man, you're really betting there, aren't you? Yeah, like I guess that's just you kind of try to outrun the, the waves. But they don't see; they don't have eyes, do they? So, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm picturing them now with like big googly eyes. They do. They have those now. It's that's really what funny. Is happening now. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna find a picture of a sandworm and put Google eyes on it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the way to treat the the make. Um, yeah. And then Gertie's like, well, then what would you do? And he's like, I don't know. I'd wait for the worm to leave. Shy Halud, try Shy Hilarious. <laughs> I, I apologize. Why wasn't that the tagline for the movie? <laughs> uh, What's so then... the deal with not having eyes? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Well, we've lost Bo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, Bo uh, can't come to the podcast right now. <laughs> um, and then Gurney sings some more. Yeah. And then they what see a dust cloud. What everyone was wanting, yeah. And he says, that's what it is. It's a factory crawler. Because what did they do is they, like, kind of, so they look like big beetles. Mm-hmm. I'm gesturing right now, even though this is a podcast. <laughs> um, I can see it. I feel like I can see it. <laughs> They look like big beetles, and they kind mm-hmm. of crouch it over where there's spice, uh, and then it sucks up all the sand, and there's a centrifuge that like, kind of gets out the spice, and then all the remaining sand just goes out into the air. Yeah. Um, uh, and so then they have spotters who are just looking for worm sign. Mm-hmm. And there should be what is called a carryall. Yeah. Which is a giant, massive ship that's supposed to i think carry the entire thing yeah it's supposed Um, to come pick up the crawler thing um whole with the spice and the crew they don't see it at that Mm -hmm. point at this point they just don't see it like it should be somewhere kind of like hovering around you know waiting but in case something happens because apparently always something always happens Mm -hmm. uh 
at this point, this oh, this is when Paul asks uh, how big an area each worm stakes out, and Kynes mm-hmm. is like, the child keeps asking adult questions. <laughs> then he you talks about him big, already. How big the worms can be, but then mm-hmm. they pause and they realize that they see worm sign. Like Leto sees it first. Yeah, uh, and it basically it it seems like Paul reminds it reminds Paul of uh, when fish swim in the water and it disturbs the surface. So it kind of looks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kynes calls the spice mm, harvester and says that, you know, there's worm sign and it's about 25 minutes out. Mm-hmm. They want to know who's on. They want to know who's on the thopter. The people in the carryall want to know who's yeah. on the thopter. And part of this is because the person who spots the worm first gets a bonus. Yeah. And so they want to know that. But also I think they just want to know like who's talking to them because there's not that many people out you know, right. in the desert. This is Gurney's chance to put down his balisette and shine. Because yeah. <laughs> at first, you know, because he, he wants to know, well, who can hear this? Like, who are all these frequencies? And he says, well, it's just like the crews that are working in the area. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And so he decides, you know, fine. And they tell them that it was the Duke. Yeah. And then Gurney says, you know, on behalf of Leto, that they should take the bonus and split it between everyone on the crew. Mm-hmm. Smart, smart. Um, which is smart, but yeah. I wonder, because Gurney's saying all this, and obviously Gurney knows how the Duke He's operates. He's making Kynes say it, and Kynes is like, God damn it. <laughs> like, this is nice. Yeah. Seems like a good, oh, man. Uh, but I would also like it if maybe that wasn't Lita's plan, if he's just like, I wanted the bonus. Yeah. Gurney. He's <laughs> going to get some cash. Right. Take Lady Jessica off to Risa for a weekend. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mixing. We were talking about Troy so much. I can't yeah, help Troy knows him. about Risa. Oh, does she ever? <laughs> In her matching pumps and tights and maxi yeah. dresses. That's how I want Jessica to be dressed in the new movie. Just, yeah, just put her in all teal. Just head to teal. Toe. Head to toe. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I, I sometimes like when people are color coordinated like that, but then it mm-hmm. gets a little too maybe Brave New World, like oh, Handmaid's yeah, yeah. Tale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although not in that, that cleavage, Troy. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, then the, like, Leto makes this little snappy, like, I forgot to mention that Gurney is also very talented in public relations. Like, <laughs> like we know what we're doing, kinds. <laughs> It was sassy. It was sassy of him. So they they all take some time looking and, you know, Kynes notes that they're going to keep mining this until the very last possible moment mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much, like, the you know, the spice is worth so much. But yeah. then there's they realize no, that the carry-all, no yeah. yeah, and they, you know, Gertie's like, well, shouldn't we be hearing them, you know, on the radio calling for it? He says, well, usually there's a different frequency for that, but they realize that's not coming at all. Yeah, and then like the the people in the harvester kind of pipe up and be like, uh, uh, has anyone heard from the carryall? They're ghosting me. And you know they say, well, there's not, you know, the spotters aren't looking for the carryalls because the duke's like, well, how did they lose an entire carryall? And he's like, because they're mm-hmm. looking for the worms. Like, yeah, and the carryalls are supposed to be dealing with their own stuff. Like mm-hmm. their job is to look for worms. Yeah. Which I feel like I'd be very bad at. I think if the wind blew, I'd be like, oh, it's a worm. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah not same. A worm. I mean, Sorry, I've guys, been in the ocean worm. enough times to know, like, I am rubbish at spotting things. I'd be like, oh, I think that, no, it is not a worm. Right. Sorry. 
was that very big bird like, <laughs> Megan, that's in the sky i know i just thought i don't know i i saw look, something look don't judge me we're out here in the desert you see stuff you see <laughs> stuff in the desert Right. Uh, so they start then debating how many people they could each carry in their various ships because there's the thopter that the main crew is in, and then they have like security. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they have like a fake out like thopter, like when the president goes places. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they figure out that they can carry everyone. They do not want to leave the spice. Mm-hmm. And the Duke, this is when I think Kynes really starts to change yeah. about Leto because Leto basically full on says, damn the spice. Like everyone get your asses on these ships, on these yeah. vehicles. He says, actually, he says, damn the spice. I yeah. want everybody on these care. And, you know, there's not going to be enough. Three people have to be left behind. So he says, draw straws. Yeah, do whatever you need to do, funny. but all of you but three. But then they realize that they can't get the three. Mm hmm. Uh, Gurney and Paul throw out one of the seats. Yeah. Uh, and then he tells, and that gets, I think, two extra, no, it gets like, yeah, two extra people. I don't remember, but they they are able to do it. Mm-hmm. So they get everyone in. Uh, and there's one guy who I think is is more of a, is a frontman who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think Paul refers to him as a dune man. Yeah. He is sort of ridiculously obsessed with the frontman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone who walks by, he's like, is that a frontman? Ooh, is, is that, that a Fremen? Fremen? It's like when people go to like Amish oh, markets. Calm down. <laughs> and they're just like, oh my gosh, are those Amish people? Like, right. Yes, yes, they are. They're just they live. They're living here. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, so they get everybody, uh, and yeah, and they get to see you know the worm come and he eats the whole ding dang thing. Yeah, he's a he's a big boy. He's a chonky boy. He's a chonky He's hungry. Yeah. And he just swallows the whole thing whole, which I mean, if you've seen the movie, that is a pretty cool sequence. Yeah, it is. It is a really cool sequence. And because um, you kind of think maybe it's just going to, I don't know, like jump up and smush it or yeah. just, you know, shake everything or something. Mm-hmm. But no, it it swallows the, the thing whole. <laughs> yeah. It comes up from under it and swallows it, which can't be very good for it. Right. Uh, no. But I don't know what they eat. No, or what they I do. Mean, gotta they're... give it a tummy ache. I... Oh, now he's got a tummy ache. This is a problem. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's also know... I... my problem with a lot of this is just that they're so very big, and I just don't know how many things of that size a planet could sustain. Mm. And I know that, like, well, the we don't premise... know how big the planet is either, though. Oh, true. It could be like Jupiter sized. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, but I guess you know the the premise of these this new Godzilla movie is that these monsters are just like, you know, places on the Earth. Yeah. And there's a part of me that thinks, well, how many Godzillas could we possibly hide? But the right. answer is, you know, a couple. Yeah. You know, Godzilla. His, his adopted son. Um, <laughs> Couple of Mothras. That I always know that his son is adopted, just because I find that really funny that Godzilla just like finds an egg and is like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know way more about Godzilla than I do. All I know is he's a big lizard and occasionally rampages. Yeah. He, he yeah, he kind of just in one of them finds an egg and is just, now there's a comical baby Godzilla. <laughs> his name is Minya and he's silly. Okay, that's cute. Yeah. It's when they decided, like, what if we made Godzilla really cute for kids? 
<laughs> you know, for the kids. <laughs> kids love it. <laughs> yeah, he, he falls down a lot. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Adorable. Uh, <laughs> I wish there was a worm that just fell down. Like a little baby worm. Just like, oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Like what swallows the big worm swallows the carryall just like a little tiny worm like eats a rock like <laughs> and me uh that's cute <laughs> shy halud babies yeah oh man uh Lido also has like you know a nice cool moment where one of the you know guys jumps on to the thopter and it's just like you know the worm is is here and the mm-hmm. duke is like we have almost three minutes like yeah. don't worry about it I'm we're getting out of here. Kinds is just kind of like, all right. He's showing off a little bit here. I think maybe a touch. Yeah, that's fine. Um, That'll be an interest. This whole sequence will be very interesting because, I mean, I don't want to belittle the acting abilities of anyone, but this is going to get a little Poe Dameron. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. Come on, Oscar. (laughs) This is going to get a little familiar. I'm so excited. It's going to be great, but it's going to get a little familiar. Mm -hmm. Also, I just, I feel the size of this will be interesting because you picture it as being kind of small, like a, like a helicopter, you know, mm-hmm. not as big as say a plane or, you know, a jet or something, mm-hmm. but then there's going to be like Oscar Isaac and then Josh Brolin. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> How are we fitting all these people? Yeah. And I don't think we have a kind yet. Yeah. I haven't heard. So who knows what they're yeah. going to be doing. I mean, uh, it seems like Josh Brolin probably takes up a lot of space. He's got a big personality. He's singing all the time. All the time. You got to make room for the ballast set. Oh, what if they had to throw the ballast set? <laughs> I mean, that to me would be the first thing to go. Oh, the... no room. Sorry, Gurney. We just all, I'm so sorry. Just Throwing no out room. seats and shield yeah. generators. Sorry. And... <laughs> sorry, Gurney. Yeah. No, that's the oh, first thing to go. Oh, sorry. That was the exact weight of this guy right here. <laughs> So everyone, uh, oh, he also, when he's commanding everyone to get out of the the spice miner, he says that it's a command from the Duke and he'll cut it a, a, apart with a laser gun if they don't get out. <laughs> yeah. He's not fucking around. Uh, so they, 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 they all watch the worm swallow the crawler. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, well, dang. Yeah. Kinds as his little prayer. Yes, so everyone is kind of just like, a lot of the guys are just sort of swearing, mm-hmm. resenting that all their spice is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Duke says someone will pay for this because he's you know, suspects that there's something more to the carry-all not showing up. Yeah. Uh, and then... Fair enough. And also because, you know, Paul... Because uh, Lido also asks why there aren't, you know, more than one carry-all. Like, why aren't there mm-hmm. two carry-alls per crawler? And Kynes is like, because there aren't, and there's not enough equipment for that. Yeah. So he's kind of, you know, Paul realizes that his dad is now really pissed off because this Mm -hmm. is wasteful and dangerous and clearly, you know, something is not operating the way that it should. Right. And then Kynes starts praying out loud, even though Mm -hmm. it's quiet, which, uh, yeah, that's fine. But then you can't get an attitude when people ask what you're doing. Right. So uh, do you want to say his his prayer? Uh, If I remember, I'm not looking at it from the book, but if I think I know it from memory is... Uh, bless the maker and his water, bless his comings and his comings and his goings or something to that effect. Yeah. Bless the coming and going of him. Yeah. May his passage cleanse the world. Right. May he keep the world for his people. And the Duke's like, what? And Kynes is like, mm, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but one of but the men. Paul is paying attention. Paul's paying attention. And one of the men, all the men are staring at Kynes now. And one of them says, Liette. 
Mm-hmm. To which Kai and Suskuzuma look and he shuts up. And uh, so a lot of people start, you know, there's some more cursing. Mm-hmm. Gurney tells everyone to shut up, let the Duke fly. Yeah. And then they notice there's two guys who are walking away from the remnants of the spice harvester mm-hmm. that have avoided the worm. And the Duke is like, who Who are these guys? <laughs> like, yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> and the the guy who's in charge, who is a Fremen, says, uh, oh, it's just two two randoms who who came along. And he says, well, why didn't, you know, why didn't anyone mention this when we were fleeing with everybody? And he says, oh, they didn't want to be saved. Yeah. Uh, Kynes is just like, well, because everyone knows that, you know, you can't do a whole lot if there's men stuck out in the desert. You're like, they're, they're going to, they're dead. Like, they're as good as dead. They made their choice. Mm-hmm. And the Duke says, well, we're going to send someone to come get them. And Kynes says, you know, but when, by the time they get there, there's not going to be anyone to save. Yeah. Uh, and so Gurney's just like, well, we're wasting fuel staying here. So they start to leave. But then Paul, realize, you know, Paul can tell that the the two, the guy that's in charge, like the leader of the freighter, of the miner, and Kynes are not telling the whole truth. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that the way that the men on the sand were walking, they yeah. were obviously Fremen. Yes, they were walking, like, it out of step. And there's a specific way that Kynes mm-hmm. has mentioned that you have to walk when there's a bit of worm around and hopefully you can evade it. Right. Uh, and he says, you know, they know what they were doing. Uh, he's And so Paul says, what were Fremen doing on that crawler? And Kynes is like, what? <laughs> and the other guy Nido's goes, what? Like, Good question. <laughs> uh, and the other guy said, well, who, who, the leader says, well, who, who is this? Who's this kid? And yeah, who is this kid? Gurney says, you know, this is Paul Atreides. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, why does he say that there were Fremen there? And then Paul's like, well, because they fit the description of Fremen and kind of just like, you can't tell Fremen by looking at him. (laughs) And he asked the guy, well, who were they? And he says, they were just friends, some friend of a friend of somebody on there from the village who wanted to see how the spices were. Mm -hmm. And Kynes is like, Fremen. (laughs) Yeah. But he is remembering that the legend says that the Lisa and Al-Gaib shall see through all subterfuge. Yeah. And the leader says, well, they're probably dead now, whoever they are, so we shouldn't talk bad about them because they're dead. Uh, That's the end of it. Yeah. And Paul's like, they're lying. Like, this is – they're lying and they're being really sketchy and there's – like, he can tell there's a menace now that they felt threatened by what he said. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, it's a terrible place for them to die. To which Kind says – when God hath ordained a creature to die in a particular place, he causeth that creature's wants to direct him to that place. Which makes Kynes stare, which means Leto stare at Kynes. Mm-hmm. And then Kynes stares back. And he realizes that he likes the Duke. Yeah. Because he, you know. Against his, his better judgment, he likes the Duke. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Have some fun with that. <laughs> yeah embrace it while you can yeah 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 um and that that thus ends a a small a small <laughs> novel a pulp right. paperback yeah an 80 page chapter <laughs> and then i think the next one's another one of those like i don't know four pages some stuff happens yeah I don't know. yeah People but we're talking, gonna be whatever. getting into some good stuff coming up yes. so i'm excited no, it's, I mean, and these, I, I do wish that Kynes was in more, because mm-hmm. he is a pretty great character. Yeah. And because, I mean, again, movie, but Max von Sydow, so great. Yes. 
you do wish that he was in more of everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, as of right now, they haven't cast Kynes, which is strange because even I know that they're splitting the movie into two, mm-hmm. uh, as is our way. Yes. Uh, but Kynes, I feel, would be in any significant first chunk. Yeah, he'd have so, to be. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing who ends up playing this role. Because you have to have him. You have to have this scene. It's so important. Uh, yeah, the only casting news that has really come forward is there's some random... I don't want to say random. These people, you know, work. But there's, I think, probably a lot of, like, sort of stunt people who are playing mm-hmm. various officers and Sardaukars. Yeah. And then they have cast uh, Jameis who mm-hmm. is an important Fremen character that's coming up, yeah. and Hara, who is additionally an important uh, Fremen character. A very important Fremen character who I don't think is in any of the other adaptations. But yeah. uh, she's she's pretty important, and she is important to my later fave, fave character. So it's exciting that I think that they've cast both of those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's so that was... The chapter and the only movie update. Mm-hmm, yeah. And we don't have any emails uh, this week. We have some new reviews, though. Yeah. Let's yeah, hear those. N- new reviews. So let me pull them up here. You can always just email us, whatever. I mean, preferably yeah. about Dune. But, you yeah. know. I mean, we're happy to talk about uh, our favorite Deanna Troy outfits, what have you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, So here's, yeah, I'll read a couple. We've gotten a couple. Um, We got our first three-star review, which Hmm. it happens. Yeah. Um, But they did say that we're better than other Doom podcasts. I don't know about that, but I'm I'm proud of what we do. Uh, You know, some people don't want to hear about Deanna Troy's sartorial choices. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I know some of you do, so you're welcome to skip the parts that don't work for you and yep. just listen to the exactly. chapter analysis. Totally fine. And we're always happy to have reviews, even if they're not sparkling five stars. Uh, <laughs> you know, they were honest. They exactly. said that we were the be- better than other Dune podcasts, so I see no fault here. Uh, <laughs> and then we have another one. Uh, these uh, It's titled So Much Fun. These two incredible ladies have fun, interesting discussions, good for both newcomers to the series and longtime fans. This is one of the few podcasts that makes me laugh out loud, and I can't wait to download each week. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. So, that I mean, that's really all we have this week, but we are so grateful to have it. We love reviews. We love tweets. We love mm-hmm. um, instagram stuff you know we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on facebook like message us comment on our posts like any old thing to show you're out there listening um dune twitter is very funny there's a lot of really top top notch i'm you know we've really gotten in with some really like we've been lucky there's some great dune accounts out there Mm mm-hmm like, as mentioned in the last one, like, Maudib's style guide is yeah. consistently funny. We love that one. Um, 
you know there there's a few out there i i just think like dune memes is also excellent mm-hmm. yeah, there's yeah a subreddit specifically for that which is r slash dune memes mm-hmm. which uh is, is very good and there's r slash yes. dune if you just want discussion mm-hmm. uh, but no memes that's why there's a subreddit for they split it yeah i mean, you're you're much more um comfortable with reddit than i am i i do go on there on occasion but <laughs> i'm never there for long <laughs> I mostly just like to answer people's questions on uh, subreddits where people have like half of a memory of a movie. Mm, yeah, like I always enjoy those because sometimes it's it's so satisfying to like get it to get it right. You know, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, you know, I thought I had a weird dream, and it turns out it was an actual movie. And then it's sort of also just sort of comically funny when everyone is telling someone it's something, and they're going, no, that's that's not it. It's like, no, that was, it's the movie Titanic. And they're like, no, I don't think it was that. And like, well, did it have Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio? It did, but it wasn't that. Like, well, it was. Was it was Revolutionary t- Road? Yeah. <laughs> were they on a boat or were they miserable in the suburbs? Right. Like, these are your options. <laughs> were you just watching the Golden Globes where they just like blow kisses at each other? Like, what was happening? Uh, but then I, but it's, yeah. I just like being a know-it-all in all capacities. I mean, who doesn't? Exactly. If you don't like being a know-it-all, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I enjoy it very much. But yeah, so I believe that is everything. Yes, that's this everything. This time around. Yeah. Um, we actually managed to talk mostly about the chapter this week. Hey. Yeah, we can we can stay on task. <laughs> Well, that's also what happens when they give us so much information. Yes, lots of content. So expect next week's episode to be very random. Um, Sometime this week, I will be posting a video to our Facebook page of us opening our Dune trading cards. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So because we, we got recently, some good ones. Yeah, we just actually met for the first time in real life. Yeah, <laughs> we did. <laughs> yes, this past weekend. And it was a great time. And, you know, it was amazing. Said, let's take this opportunity to... Open our trading cards and see what we got. And you got an excellent sticker. I did. I got a great sticker. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful fade sticker. Yeah. And I managed to get the gum off of it. (laughs) Yeah. No, the gum stuck to mine. I had the the Fadekin Warriors and uh, the gum stuck to it. So an ancient gum. Yes. A gum, a stick of gum from 1983. So... (gasps) The gum jabbar. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. 